Each story in the Torah contains multiple layers of meaning. Some of those layers are visible to the average reader, and some are hidden within the text. Jewish scholars go so far as to codify this idea. The Talmud writes of a rule called smuchim, which tells us that two seemingly unrelated Torah verses can hold hidden meaning. Chukat, this week's Torah portion, tells us that the prophet Miriam died. The very next verse tells us that the community was without water. This is where that rule, smuchim, comes into play. Miriam died, there was no water. The hidden truth of this verse reveals that Miriam had special merit. Because of this, a well of water followed her wherever she went throughout her life. When Miriam died, the well dried up. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs notes that the reason that later on in this Torah portion, Moses gets himself into hot water, so to speak, is because he lost his most trusted advisor, Miriam. He may not have even realized how important she was until after she was gone. In life, there are both people and things that we take for granted. In the United States, we Jews don't give a second thought to the extent of our freedom to define the way we practice Judaism. You can belong to a synagogue, but you don't have to. You can be any type of Jew you want to be here in the United States. It's nobody's business but yours, or maybe your mother-in-law's. In this neighborhood, there are two enormous domed reformed temples. Down the street is a conservative shul, a Sephardic congregation, multiple Chabad houses, and that's just in this neighborhood. And of course, the largest Jewish community of all in our area are all the Jews who for many different reasons don't belong to anything it's always our choice. One of the great Jewish connectors for American Jewish community is our love for the state of Israel and tremendous engagement in the push for lasting peace between Israel and the Palestinian people. Congregation Emmanuel has a long history of bringing congregants to Israel Rabbi Bauer and Cantor Addy are there right now with a large Emmanuel contingent of congregants. During a recent vacation in Israel, my family and I participated in the prayers at the Western Wall, the Kotel, for the new Jewish month, led by a Miriam, led by a true hero of our time, who leads Israelis to sweet, nourishing waters. Her name, 
is Anat Hoffman. Each month for the past 29 years, a group of primarily Israeli women led by Anat go to the women's side of the Kotel, the Western Wall, to chant from the Torah. It is always a joyous and true celebration of the new month. And if you're ever there, I really recommend that you go. For most of history, women and men mingled at the wall, and you can see it in all of the pictures. But years ago, the Israeli government put up a machitza, a gender separation barrier, and established the site as an ultra-Orthodox synagogue. And even when the core of women praying at the wall are Jewish women who practice Orthodox Judaism, and even though the women never try to go to the men's side, but only stay on the women's side, and even though the women agree not even to walk up to where you can touch the wall, as is their right, none of this is satisfactory to the rabbi of the wall. As the chief rabbi of Israel, Avraham Shapiro, said in 1989, women should, quote, pray individually, silently, and preferably at home, not at the wall. One year ago, Prime Minister Netanyahu announced a historic compromise. The current defined space would continue according to ultra-Orthodox rules, but a new grand entrance would create a very visible part of the wall where non-ultra-Orthodox Jews could pray together slightly down the road from the wall, but at the wall. This past week, Prime Minister Netanyahu, bowing to pressure from the ultra-Orthodox in his coalition government, announced that he would suspend the agreement. The main argument from a small group of ultra-Orthodox leaders was that the compromise conferred a sense of legitimacy on non-Orthodox Jews. Simultaneously, a controversial law advanced by ultra-Orthodox parties to grant the chief rabbinate a monopoly over Jewish conversion in Israel was approved for passage to the Knesset. If it passes, if it would pass, our converts to Judaism in the United States will not be allowed to make a home in Israel if they choose to do so unless they are approved by the most extreme wing of ultra-Orthodox Judaism. The sweet Miriam waters have been made bitter by these political moves, by a small but powerful religious and political bloc in Israel. We are a large, diverse congregation. Maybe some of you are hearing about this story for the very first time. Maybe you've read the stories, but simply don't see the relevance to your own life here in beautiful Free for the Jews America. Israel has so many other pressing issues. Why care who prays at the wall or who is accepted as Jewish in Israel? We do not live in Israel. So perhaps 
we should leave it to the Israelis. Moses consulted Miriam. I consult Anat Hoffman. She is my number one most trusted advisor on these issues. Forced to take very strong confrontational stands to defend human rights, she is not the most popular leader here or there. But for decades, Anat Hoffman has fought and showed up and gone to court and led the prayers and snuck in the Torahs and made it illegal to make women sit at the back of Israeli buses and on and on and on. And you know what my most trusted advisor tells us? She says, Israel is way too important to be left to the Israelis. Those are her exact words. The reasons I trust Anat and you should too is that she is a Zionist. She is a defender of the Jewish state of Israel. She keeps smiling and fighting and fighting and smiling through every advancement and through every setback. We need Anat Hoffman now to guide and lead us with her sweet, deep well of water to fight for an Israel where there are many different ways to be a Jew. I do not want, and I hope that you do not want our children and grandchildren to grow up and discover that Israel has become a theocratic state where our families are not welcome. When American Jews hear what is happening right now in the Israeli government, many initially want to organize a boycott. There is already a dark movement that seeks to isolate Israel worldwide with boycotts, sanctions, and divestments. I suggest that we not go that way. I urge you to educate yourself on all the facets of these issues of the reneg of the compromise and of the conversion bill on its way to the Knesset. Subscribe to Anat Hoffman's weekly letter with updates and helpful action items. Give generously as the temple does, as, as Rabbi Jonathan and I do personally to support her work. We will keep going to Israel and loving Israel and fighting for two states, for two peoples, and fighting for our place, a place for everyone in Israel. Leaders of the Jewish Agency, the Reform Movement, APAC, and other, others all publicly convened and conveyed their profound concerns for the implications of the wall compromise renege of the prime minister. Already, the conversion bill is suddenly on hold. This is good. We need to encourage our American Jewish leaders to continue to speak up and put pressure and demonstrate our deep, how deeply we care about a place for everybody in Israel. Judaism for us is a well of fresh water that nourishes and sustains us. It has followed us through long, dark, arid, desert periods of our history. It sustains us now in the modern miracle of the state of Israel. 
We owe it to Israel to keep that well flowing with fresh, clean, purifying waters that nourish not only the Jews, not only the ultra-Orthodox, not only the wealthiest, not only those who must keep their job in the Knesset at all costs, but all of us. After Miriam dies, the Israelites empower themselves. They sing, spring up, O well, sing to it. Let us sing to it and keep our voices strong so that all the different voices will be heard in the land and the waters will nourish us all. Amen.